Hello, everyone. Welcome to iBug Buzz for July 4th, 2022. And for those of you who live in the US, I want to wish you all happy Independence Day. Um, this is episode number 541. And um, I am Terry Sauerman, and I will be the facilitator for the first hour. And uh, Helping me out in the first hour will be Sandhya, and she will be the facilitator for the second hour of tonight's meeting. This is an open forum for questions or comments or helpful tips regarding iPhones, iPads, iPod touches, Apple watches, or Apple TVs. And it's also uh, a way that uh, if you wish to become more proficient in the use of the accessibility features of any of these devices, this is the place to come to, to ask your questions and get lots of good, helpful answers. We'll also have, uh, actually, we're not going to do an iBug Buzz Bite segment this evening, but we'll be back with that next week. And uh, we want to welcome everyone who has joined us here, or if you are listening to the rebroadcast of this meeting, welcome all. Just a reminder that to mute yourself when you're not speaking, and you do that in any of the following ways. If you're on an iPhone, you, there's a toggle button at the left corner of your screen. Um, if you're on an iPad, you go to the top center of the screen. On the iPhone, it's at the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. On the iPad, it's at the top center of your screen. It's a toggle mute and unmute button. If you're on a Windows PC, you're going to use Alt-A. If you're on a Mac, it's the command shift A and uh, both on a Mac or on a PC, you can use the space bar as a push to talk feature to mute or unmute yourself. And if you're on a landline phone, you can press star six. And since we do not use the Zoom's raised hand feature, when you want to ask your question uh, or, or make a comment, uh, wait until there's an opening and then say your name and wait to be acknowledged by either Sandhya or myself. We ask that you not speak or make comments while others are speaking. Uh, just to, to minimize, we ask you to minimize background noise as well, such as, you know, things like uh, the sound of screen readers, uh, background conversations, TVs, clocks, chiming, etc., etc. And since we want to involve as many participants as possible, we encourage those of you who are new to these discussions to speak up if you have any question or some helpful information regarding uh, someone else's question. We really want to hear not only from 
from all the regulars, but we also do want to hear from from people who are new or who have uh, not been with us, uh, you know, for uh, but just a limited amount of time. We want to hear from everybody. Before we find out who is on the call this evening, uh, I'm going to turn things over to Sandia for announcements. All Sandia, right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Terry Ann. Thank you very much. Uh, we have uh, lots going on this week. Uh, so let's get started. So thank you for joining us today on our 4th of July. And this is the iBug Buzz for the next two hours. Tomorrow, we're going to be doing uh, Clubhouse from five to six, and that will be the Mac Buzz. So unless otherwise specified, all things are on Zoom and all things are on Central Time, okay? So Thursday is Trekkie Talk, and that will be from eight to 9.30, talking about uh, the Next Generation Season 4, Episodes 22 and 23, getting close to the end. Then uh, Friday is iBug Night at the Virtual Movies. And for those awesome clues, those will be up at the top of the hour. So stick around for that and win those fabulous prizes too, right? Yes. Okay. So that's <laughs> Friday. Uh, this Sunday, we're in for a treat. It's iBug Cafe and it's the summer game. So we always, this is always a fun one, whether you're, you like playing games on your phone or maybe you don't, but maybe you can find out what's out there. Uh, so we have a good mix and that will be on Sunday from four to six um on the same zoom conference line okay social media let's go through there we have a website ibugtoday.org i-b-u-g-t-o-d-a-y.org the best and most comprehensive place to get all the information sign up to register and get notifications that's free like all of our services everything is free 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 uh, we have an upcoming tab and that's where all the upcoming events are listed imagine that um, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com facebook slash group slash iBug today, a good place to post questions and seek answers and provide answers for others. So definitely try that out. Twitter, follow us on Twitter is at iBug today. Lots of good information coming out on that. Uh, we have an email is iBugtoday at gmail.com if you have some question that is uh, that you'd like for us to address. Um, and we have a mentoring program. If you're new and you have just gotten your iPhone and need to figure out how to use it, we will help you. We have a wonderful match, uh, <laughs> a mentoring program, 12 weeks of free training, and we match you up with one of our awesome advanced users. So fill out the application on our website, and then we'll get the process going. And vice versa, if you are skilled with your iPhone and would like to help somebody else, we'd love to hear from you. And also, if you would ever like to be part of our demonstration, we do lots of demonstrations for our various training programs. So if you have ideas and would like to share them with us, send us an email at ibugtoday at gmail.com. All right, with that, Terry Ann, I'll hand it back to you. All righty, thank you, Sandia. So now uh, I'm going to invite those of you who are on the call with us to introduce yourselves. And uh, if you are a first time participant, um,
let us know that. And uh, after we go through and find out who's all here, we'll come back to you and <coughs> pardon me. <clears throat> we'll come back to you and, and invite you to tell us uh, what Apple products you use and uh, how you heard about uh, iBug. So uh, let's start, I'll, I'll go. Uh, my name is Terry, I'm from Arlington Heights, Illinois. And uh, I've been an iBug participant here. That's not what we're asking, but I'm throwing that out there for just a couple of years, but it's a great, for those of you who are new, it's a wonderful organization. And so we hope you'll take advantage of, of the opportunity to join us. Okay, uh, who else would like to say hello here and let us know who you are, where you're from? Mark in Montreal, and I'm an old timer. I'm an old eye bugger for a long time. So hi to everybody. Uh, our, our holiday has come and gone the 1st of July. So uh, happy 4th to all of yourselves of the 49th. All right. And uh, happy Canada Day. Yes. Go ahead, Brad from Dallas. Welcome. All right. Who else would like this, to? This Marie from Reno. Hello, Marie. Welcome. This Hello. is New Hampshire. Let's see. Um, I heard two people. Uh, Jody, Jody and Dana, I think. Uh, yeah. Welcome, Jody and Dana. Jody, Jody from New Hampshire and Dana yeah. from Ohio, right? Yep. Hello, guys and dolls. This is Dana from the great state of Ohio. <laughs> hey. All right. Welcome. Ned right. from Texas. Welcome, Ned. Thank you. And somebody Kenny else. Let's see, Kenny from Missouri, welcome. And Helene from Woodstock, New York. There she is. Welcome, Helene. Greg from Texas. Welcome, Greg. All right. Who else is with us this evening that hasn't said hello yet? Elisa and Porter. Welcome, Elisa. Right. Sharon. Sharon from New York. Hey, welcome, Sharon. Good to have you with us. Thank you. Jerry from Alberta. Welcome, Jerry. Nikki from San Francisco. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you. Thomas from Grand Junction, Colorado. Hello there, Thomas. Welcome. Brian from Ontario. Area, area. <laughs> Good evening, Brian. Welcome. Hey. This is Sandia from Houston. Welcome, Sandia. All right. Do we have any other people who uh, have not yet said hello? Got lots of Canadians. We're so happy you're here. Yes. You survived Canada Day and you're with us, and we're glad to have you all here. All right. All right. Just a reminder that uh, if you didn't get to say hello before, um, we'll have a you'll have another chance to do that um, later on. So never fear. OK, so I think we're ready for our first question of the evening. 
And remember that there are no dumb questions except for the ones that you don't ask. So chances are if, if you have a question that you think, oh, this is really silly, it's probably a question that maybe somebody else has wanted to ask too. So uh, who would like to have the distinction of being the first person to ask the question tonight? Alisa? Yes, go ahead. Um, I have an iPhone 13 and I know that there is the face ID on the iPhones. How do you guys go about doing your face ID if you can't see the, what it's telling you? I don't know if I'm making sense. Okay, who would like to help out with that? So you have no vision at all, but you want to use face ID. Is that correct? Lisa, that's correct. All right. This is Kenny. Uh, yes, Kenny, go ahead. Okay. Um, well, first you would you would go into your settings and and your um, face ID and passcode, and you would set it up. And how I set it up is I used my nose to, you know, kind of uh, follow the prompts and, you know, made the circles with the head. And um, it will give you pointers on, you know, move a little bit to the right or left, you know, and once you do the scans, it'll also give you a percentage of your scan until it gets to 100%. And then once you set it up, um, you can, uh, you know, use it to, of course, unlock your phone, uh, use it for your, um, I use it for my bank and my credit card app. And you can also use it to pay for purchases, but it is uh, very accessible. And the only thing you might want to turn off is the, uh, I think it's called attention aware, um, attention aware, and th that is so you don't have to look directly into the camera with your eyes. I hope that answered your question. Okay, very good. All right, so try that out and let us know how you get on with that, Elisa. Right, who would like to ask another question? Jerry. Mark and Montreal. Let's see. So I heard uh, Jerry, Jerry and yeah, Jerry first. Then first. Okay. Okay. I heard uh, on the second last or second last call, I heard, I don't know who asked the question, but I want to know if they figured out who has more ducks, Canada or the U.S. All Moving right. on. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. So then uh, let's see. I'm sorry. Who was the other person? Mark. 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 It's from actually Montreal. Yeah. Okay. Go. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to comment two things about Face ID. I don't know if this was said or not. There's a thing in there that says attention to detail uh, that you should have turned off because voiceover sometimes will do it automatically. But uh, what it does is it. If it's turned on, it concentrates on your eyes and it has something to do with if you have that thing turned on, it, 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 it just messes up and makes it more complicated. For sighted folks, it's great, but for us, it, it just buggers things up. Whereas when you have it turned off, it just takes the form of your face and looks at your face as a whole 
and we'll consider that. And it's a lot easier for it to track your whole face. So you want to make sure after that, that attention to detail thing is, is turned off. And as a totally blind person, I will tell you that I've been using Face ID for years. I don't miss the home button at all. It works like a charm. I use it for Apple Pay. I use it for my bank, anything that ID. Instead of passcode, I use my Face ID to unlock my phone. So it works like a charm. And if you're, if you're worried about the fact that you have no vision at all, no, it works like a charm. It takes practice. But after about two days of doing it, you'll be on on target and on on stream, and you'll be fine with it. So I would encourage anybody to uh, give it a shot. And if you need sighted assistance and have that option, to get up and go to get you familiar with it, that helps. But it's not entirely necessary. Okay, I'm done speaking. So Jody, very good. Yes, Jody, yes. go ahead. Yeah, if you have VoiceOver on, it automatically turns off that attention uh, to detail feature it, so that you, you don't have to worry about getting the eye contact if you have VoiceOver already turned on. It did not for me, Jody, with my phone when I first got it years okay, ago. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe they fixed that now, but uh, very good. All right. Who would uh, Who has another question? This is Helene. Yes, Helene, go ahead. I, um, for the last two days, I've had uh, New York State is offering um, exposure to COVID. Um, by signing up, you will be told if, if you've been exposed to COVID. And, um, you know, there's two issues. One is, obviously, if everyone doesn't sign up, then we wouldn't be notified. Um, and then they're tracking you everywhere you go. But the fact is, is that every 10 minutes for the last two days, I keep getting notified that I should do this exposure um, sign up. So does anyone know how to make it go away? Mm. Yeah, that could be an interesting dilemma, couldn't it? All right, who can, can anybody help with how to set up your phone so that you don't get that sign up, that uh, sign up reminder every 10 minutes? This is Jody. Yes, Jody, go ahead. Generally speaking, if you go to settings, uh, you can turn off things like the Amber Alert and things like that. And, and there might be, uh, I'm pretty sure that's where exposure notifications also come in. It would either be under settings or under notifications. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm. Interesting, okay. All right. Uh, who has yeah. another? Well, uh, I, oh, go ahead, Helene. Yes. Um, well, it just seems my phone notifies me whenever someone puts a photo on Facebook. 
so is that in some other is that in notifications that I have to go on each category and say don't notify me for this or that? This is Brad. Yes, Brad. You should be able to go into your settings and you'll find a notifications category in settings. And in notifications, uh, you will find a list of pretty much every app on your phone. And yes, mm -hmm. you need to go through each app and customize the settings, the notification settings for each and every app. Now you can go to each app like and turn them, you know, just turn off notifications if you don't want any. Um, I know it's kind of laborious to go through and custom do every, every, every app, but you know, once, once you get it done and taken care of, it, it's done. I know there are some apps like uh, Facebook from what I, I don't use Facebook on an iPhone uh, that uh, kind of do their own thing, no matter what you want it to do. I mean, it's going to track your location, no matter what you tell it to do. Uh, but you may be able to um, put a stop to that being notified every time somebody posts a photo or some little bitty thing like that. Just go okay. through the settings and see what's there. All right. Yes, I'm hearing two people. Uh, this is Sandhya. Yes, Sandhya. Um, so, Helene, regarding the Facebook, uh, you know, there is that notifications, uh, you know, tab, and that shows you a lot of different things of, you know, whatever you you have going on. And then there's like, it depends on like what groups you're in. You can set all kinds of uh, specifications for that so like like brad said there are lots of settings within the app itself and then you know you should definitely check that i mean we did cover some of that in our yeah. demo of facebook but i mean that was you know about the groups but there there's notifications for lots of different things so so okay okay thanks kathy yes kathy go ahead <laughs> i was thinking i have a lot of um well um, DoorDash and Uber Eats keep texting me um, different um, deals, which are never that good. And I was especially annoying when I'm reading a book and just when it's getting to the good part, you know, it'll beep. <laughs> and I was thinking to, I know I need to turn off the, the notifications, but I was thinking if it's in the meantime, what if I just shut off voiceover? <clears throat> whenever I'm not actually using it, but just listening to a book. I, I seem, I hate to turn off voiceover, but I guess, I mean, like we do it on, on Zoom and that's fine. So I guess, are, do other people just stop voiceover? <laughs> this is Brad. <laughs> yes, Brad, go Excuse ahead. Me. Well, one thing you could do, Kathy, is if you're reading a book or doing something like that, is you can all, um, turn on do not disturb. You can do that simply by touching the status bar. And then there's a couple of ways. I always do the old way. I swipe up with three fingers, then it opens the control center. And you can go to where you'll find in there, it says focus. And then I will put my finger on that. I swipe up or I just double tap on it. I think that'll do it. But I swipe up for more controls and I find do not disturb and turn on do not disturb. And you can mm. set it for one hour or you can even get really advanced and set up a focus that says every time you open, for example, the books app or whatever app you use to read, 
voice dream reader or whatever you're using that whenever you open that app it will automatically turn on do not disturb as long as that app is open thank you okay. this is pete yes pete go ahead hi everybody um to reiterate a little piece that sandhya just mentioned and that is in facebook you can set your notifications to appear in a tab uh, but they don't necessarily have to alert you in any way they're not quite like your general notifications that that brad's talking about setting or um, silencing with do not disturb but in facebook what i do is i'll set groups that i'm a member of to uh, whenever somebody posts in one of those groups it will represent it'll then become a notification so whenever i open facebook and not before it doesn't alert me with a chime or any kind of a you know notification on my phone per se but when i open facebook there are tabs at the bottom and i've got one set as notifications i go immediately to that one and i see what i've already decided to be important uh, posts you know, so if somebody in iBug uh, today Facebook group posts or comments on one of my posts or something like that, I'll see it listed in the notifications tab, but only when I open the app and only when I want to see it. So it's a little bit different. It's kind of cool to set it up like that. All right. Very good. Lots Jerry. of good tips and tricks here. Uh, yes, Jerry, we're going to, uh, I'll take your comment and then we're going to move on to a new question. Go ahead. You, you can also, Kathy, you don't have to turn off voiceover, just do a three finger double tap and it'll turn off speech. That way it won't speak the notification to you. You'll still hear the ding that you got a message or not, or just turn off the speech and it won't speak nothing. You'll just hear your book. Very good. All right. Uh, yes, Brad. Just, just to clarify, it's a two-finger triple tap to um, mute voiceover speech, but you're still going to get these notifications popping up, and you're still going to get an alert sound. So and, uh, um, Yes, uh, Jerry. Yes, Jerry, that, go ahead. Uh, uh, that's a three-finger double tap. Uh, Brad to turn off speech. Right. Yes, that is correct. Okay. Excellent. Good discussion here. This um, is Marie. Does this yeah, pertain I have a, to... it's, it's kind of a question about that. Would the mute switch on the side, would that, would that, that would silence your alerts, wouldn't it? So, oh, if you turn mute on, if you yeah, turn with the that little switch, with the little side switch. button, yes, right. on the left hand, I guess you it's would, the top left hand yeah. side for most people. Uh, Jerry, go ahead. Yeah, so you will still get alerts. All it is is your it won't uh, it won't make the sound, but you will still get alerts. It'll only mute the sound. But if you get an alert and you have voiceover on, it'll still speak and tell you what the alert or the notification is that you just got mm. okay all right that's a good question though 
All right, who has another question for us? Sharon? Yes, good evening, Sharon, go ahead. Hi, so I, when I'm making a, a calendar appointment, I, I speak to Siri, that's how I do it. And um, I found out last night I was gonna call a friend and I put an appointment on my calendar to call her and my friend who was cited, she said that somehow I ended up and I really have no idea how I did this, like that I ended up sending her an invitation and I have no idea. I don't really want to do that. And how did I do that? And how do I stop doing that? All right. Who can help with that? So this while is... you were wanting to do a set up a calendar appointment. Is yeah, that... for myself. I just for wanted yourself, to tell myself right. that I call her at this time. And somehow I sent her an invitation. Got which I... it. Don't yes, know Pete. how I did that. Yeah, let's see if Pete can help you out here. Go ahead, Pete. My guess is that you said set up a calendar appointment. Um, I don't know what you said after that, but maybe the term appointment kind of triggered the invitation. Maybe if you just said set up a calendar reminder. Um, I'm not sure. What, what did you say after appointment? Well, so what I said is, set up a calendar appointment with, you know, my Marcy Davis. And then right. Siri said to me, which Marcy Davis? And it gave me like all the, you know, she, I don't know. I guess I have right. her in my calendar more than once. And I don't know. I think I said the first one or I just smacked the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really sure. And somehow it emailed her an invitation. I don't know. Maybe they, she construed set up a calendar appointment with Marcy Davis as an appointment with Marcy Davis. And so she needed to invite Marcy Davis. This is yeah. Yes, Sandia, go ahead. Yes, that is exactly right. So you could, you know, you can talk fast enough and I think you can do it, you know. So yes, it automatically will send an invitation. So what you, like Pete said, maybe just say, make an appointment, you know, remind me to call Marcy at eight o'clock and then it won't do that. But um, that, that's what happened. So. Oh, so, and if I say remind, will that go as a reminder or will that go on my calendar, Sharon? Yeah, it would probably be a reminder because uh, if you were to do it manually, you would have an option, you know, you'd set up an event like calling, calling Marcy and la, la, la. You have to fill out all the things, you know, manually, if, if you're doing it manually. And then one of them is add guests. And that's one of the parameters that you can specify who is going to be coming to this meeting of yours. And then, so by doing it with Siri, I think you, you kind of uh, cut to the chase and you know, saves you all that trouble of having to enter guests. It's just assuming that you want to meet with Marcy. Uh, oh, so maybe I need to call it a reminder. Thank call you. This yeah, thing, the reminder the reminders hang on, is, hang is on, simpler. Hang on, Pete, Pete. Sorry, wait. Jerry just i want to remind everybody to please say your name and wait to be recognized all right uh let's see i heard, dana. Dana. heard dana. yes dana go ahead and then yeah, come to you pete uh you'd probably be best to uh if, if you want a reminder it's you probably best to say remind me to call 
so-and-so, uh, and if you want it to go in your calendar, it's probably best to say, I say it this way, either set an appointment or make an event, and it will go to my calendar. Sharon, and if I do yes, it that go way, ahead. Mm -hmm. the reminder, is that what we're saying? Yeah, if, if you want it to go to your reminders, you say, set a reminder to call so-and-so at this time. Okay. And, yeah. And then it won't send the invitation. It's Sharon again, sorry. That's okay. Correct. Um, it shouldn't. It should not. Correct. Okay. I just had no idea how I did that. Okay, thank you all. All sure. right, and Pete, I think you had a comment. Uh, no, just to uh, reiterate what Dana said, the reminders and calendars are two different apps and reminders is considerably more simple. Um, right. So if all you need is some is Siri or some or voiceover to come and remind you of something that you wanted to remember, like, you know, Tuesday, just like Tuesday morning when you have an appointment at 10 o'clock, a reminder can can come at nine o'clock and remind you of your appointment at 10. It doesn't have to actually make an appointment. You don't need your calendar to do that stuff, I guess is what I'm saying. The uh, reminders is simpler and all you need to do is tell Siri to remind you to do so-and-so or call so-and-so or whatever. So Dana was right. This is Mark in Montreal. Yes, Mark. Um, iBug today has an archive of recordings of events and whatnot. It seems to me last year and Sandia will refresh my memory. There was a cafe where Jerry Duty from Vermont and myself did calendars for that uh, particular cafe. I did VO calendar and Jerry Duty did the regular calendar and we went through all the steps for everybody as to how to use either one. So this should be in the archives there somewhere of the cafes. I do remember that too. Yes, excellent. This is Greg. This is Sanya. I think we yes. heard Shri before uh, Mark. I thought I heard oh. Shri. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead, Shri. And then uh, uh, Greg, is it? Yeah. Yeah, Shree first, and then Greg, and then we'll go on. Yes, this is Shree. It wasn't. It wasn't me. I'm on mute. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. 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 All right, then Greg, go ahead. Yeah, scheduling appointments. I've always just said uh, schedule uh, Sandy Rao or schedule Doctor So and So at So and So time on you know whatever day. One one of the things that I've had happen though is. And it, it doesn't always happen, but sometimes uh, Siri will come back and want me to confirm that appointment. And I know I've, I've, I've scheduled appointments and then just turned Siri off, you know, hit the side button and ended up where I didn't have that appointment on my calendar. So you need to wait a few seconds and see if Siri comes back at you to confirm. All right. Very good. All right. Let's see. We still have some time left. Yep. Uh, so we have, uh, who would like to ask the next question? 
This is Sri. Yes, Sri, go ahead. So I have a question with, um, I guess it's part of Siri. Um, I'm having a difficult time telling Siri to add a music to my playlist. Uh, half the time I say the same Siri command, it works. And half the time it says, you don't have a Sri's playlist. And I'm wondering if others are having that issue. All right. Who, uh, has anybody else had the problem like that with Siri? This is Kenny. Yes, Kenny, go ahead. Yep, I've, I've had that issue and, um, you know, went to the playlist and renamed the playlist and done everything I can. And, and you know, it's like a, a half-baked feature. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the latest uh, 15.5 or whatever the latest iOS is. So, yes, um, I think I read somewhere, this is Terry, I think I read somewhere the other day, was it last week or I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, that Apple has admitted that uh, Siri hasn't always been as efficient as it had hoped compared to other, um, other uh, what do you call those um, uh, oh, I can't think of what you. What's the Smart. name? Smart assistant. Yeah, well, other voice assistants. Yes, and so I thought that was kind of interesting. This is Pete. Uh, yes, Pete. Go ahead. I uh, actually this morning, and I don't know who it was from. I saw a tweet that indicated that Apple has promised. I think was the word significant <laughs> improvements to Siri in iOS sixteen. I don't know if that was tweeted tweeted by Apple or someone else who's maybe running the beta or something like that. Is anybody running the beta and have you seen that thing? I'm just curious. But they indicated it would be a significant step up for Siri. We'll see. Yep, time will tell. All right, uh, who would like to ask the next question? Or is, does anybody have any comments uh, about something you've seen about things that are coming up with iOS uh, uh, 16, something that we can talk about publicly? I want to emphasize that or any other comments, because if we if we don't get any questions or comments, I'll have to ask Greg to sing. And I think you don't want that from what I understand. <laughs> No, seriously, anyone with a question or, or, or a comment about something, because there have been a lot of things written recently about Apple devices. This is Thanks, Mark in Montreal. Uh, let's see, Mark, let's, I'm going to ask you to hang on for a minute. Um, who else uh, jumped in there? That was Kenny. Kenny. Oh, oh okay. Kenny, go ahead. I had a question about the, since you mentioned iOS 16, uh, my question is, will it, uh, uh, will the 16 run on a 10R and uh, I think they're called an SE 2020? Okay, who'd like to help out with that? This is Shree. 
Yes, Sri, go ahead. Yes, so anything below an iPhone 8 is not going to be supported. So the original SC won't be supported, but the 2020 should be supported. All right, very good. Okay, Mark from Montreal, you had a comment yeah, or a I question. Yeah, I just had a thing happen to me just now, like about uh, five minutes ago. And short of grabbing a pair of earbuds or something, uh, my, I don't know, because I moved the phone a certain way and the bloody gyro took uh, the Zoom off my speaker and put it into the earpiece. And I couldn't get it back on speaker no matter, and I, you know, I could have gotten earbuds or headphones and plugged them in and done it that way and looked for the speaker icon to get it back on speaker. But is there a, a short way, a quick, easy fix yeah, to that? Brad. Yes, Brad, go ahead. A lot of times that's got to do with the proximity sensor, which is located uh, near your earpiece. And uh, if something happened, your hand passed in front of it or something. Uh, so if you're using Zoom, without headphones of any kind, just out of your iPhone speaker. That can happen sometimes. And I found the solution is put my thumb over the earpiece, hold it there for a second, two or three seconds, and then let go. And it usually restores sound coming out of the speaker again. Okay, right. so you want to you so explain that a little bit it's slower. If you put your finger over the, the gyro thing again, it will revert it back this, to the speaker? This is Brad. Yes, Brad, go ahead. It's, it's got nothing to do with the gyro. There okay. is a thing in a located uh, near your earpiece. It's called a proximity sensor. It okay. knows when you put the phone up to your head and you're going to talk out of it, holding it up against your head like a regular phone. When you pull it away from your head, it knows you're not holding it near your head and it will automatically switch to speaker. It's a feature within voiceover that's enabled by default. A lot of times, if you just pass your hand unintentionally near the earpiece, the proximity sensor will think you've, you know, you're, you're holding it near your head or something. And it doesn't automatically switch back. It's not perfect. So if you find that suddenly you're not hearing voice, you're not hearing the Zoom call, out of the speaker, put your thumb up to the earpiece and hold it there for a few seconds, even as much as five seconds or so. Then move your thumb. And that usually corrects the problem. Okay, so I was overthinking it. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> Very good. And I have to say, I've tried that method too, and it does work. All right. Who would like to chime in with another question or, or a comment? This is Ned. Yes, Ned, go ahead. Yes, I had a I have a sighted friend who asked me this a couple of days ago. Is there a way to print out a text message? Hmm, interesting question. Who can help with that? This is Kenny. Yes, Kenny, go ahead. Um, it, 
I guess they have an iPhone. If they go to their text message, this is how I would do it. Um, if they want to get the text, I'm not sure about like the time and all that, but they can copy it. Um, like I can copy it if I'm on my Wi-Fi. I'm going to notes or whatever app you want to pick, paste it in notes, and then uh, go to share, go to print, and then print it off my printer. That's one way. Um, mm -hmm. Or they can, if they're not at their house, they want to. They can email them the content to themselves and, and print it later. Mm -hmm. All right, very good. Using copy and paste. And how you would copy the text on the text message, you go to the text message where it has the text. Um, for us, we'd flick down till we hear copied and then double tap and then there we go. I'm sure they would have a similar way for copying the text. Maybe it's a symbol or something, or maybe they have to do a long press, but some way their copy will show up and they can tap that and have the text on their clipboard. This is Pete. Yes, Pete, go ahead. I think they would do the long press, which is like a double tap and hold, except they do the single tap and hold. It's a long press and they would get that same menu and one of the options would be copy. All right. And this is Ned again. Yes, Ned. So then after copy, they would either uh, send it somewhere to their notes or to themselves in an email, correct? This is Pete. Yes, Pete. When they copy it, Ned, it, it's copied to their clipboard. They would then have to go toggle, uh, use their app switcher or open their notes or email app and actually start a fresh note uh, and paste it, you know, using um, their rotor to go to the edit menu and select paste. Or in the email, they would open a fresh email and do the same thing with their rotor and select the paste function. Okay, that's right. They got to paste it somewhere before they can print it. Okay. Right. <laughs> Thank you. You're most welcome. Good question. We've had some great questions this evening, guys, and I really, uh, I, I really appreciate that a lot. The, the uh, good, good stuff. All right, and the, that's a good thing about a recording. You can go back and listen to these recordings, and uh, so we, I, I need to remind myself to do that more often too. It's a good, good. This is a wonderful resource. All right. Uh, who'd like to ask the next question or say the next comment? Mark of Montreal. Yes, Mark, go ahead. Um, I ran into a situation with Apple support. They asked you if you would like to participate in uh, doing a survey, giving reaction to your experience, and they text it to you. And they haven't fixed this one for a while, but when they text you the link, you go into the message and double tap on the link and it doesn't work. Uh, like conventional links within iMessages should. Uh, is there another way to force open the link? If you can't get it to open in the conventional sense, I've tried double tapping and holding and 
all kinds of things. I've got used the rotor and gone to the link and it just loses focus. And uh, I can't get the link to open at all. So I, when they'd ask me in the setup for the call, if I want to do the survey now, I just say no, because the, the bloody link doesn't work within the iMessage. Anybody have any experience doing that survey and getting the link to open um, with VoiceOver? This is Helene. Yes, Helene, go ahead. Um, I get the surveys through my email and um, it's pretty easy to answer, you know, what did you think? And then, you know, if you say excellent, then you just double tap. Then it says submit, and then it asks the next question. And so I've never gotten a text message on a survey. It's always come through an email. Well, and this mm -hmm. one, it comes through. It's Mark and Montreal. This one comes through. They ask you specifically, can we iMessage you the link to for the survey in it's the automation? Uh, yes, Pete, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mark. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, I just had to step away briefly. Are you saying you're having trouble uh, activating a link that's in a text message? In this case, Correct. it's the Apple server. Correct. I have a devil of a time with links all the time and not just from Apple doing a survey. A buddy of mine texted me a link yesterday and I, I couldn't get it to activate within the text message to save my life. But I'm thinking now that maybe the method that Kenny just mentioned for uh, um, for printing, you know, d doing the same thing as perform a copy and then go paste it in an email and maybe it would activate there. But I, I, I can't activate a link. Um, and I'm looking at all the menu options and all the up and down uh, actions, rotors, and, you know, just tapping on the, and, and then using my rotor to go to words and characters and going uh, and, putting my cursor my voice over focus within the link itself like it might say here's the link pete and then it'll have the www and i i work my rotor and um words and characters and my voiceover cursor is right in the middle of that link and it still won't activate so i feel your pain this is brad yes brad go ahead yeah mark i assume you've got links in your rotor Yes, I do. Yeah, and okay. it doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. Well, the other thing I would think of, in addition to Pete's suggestion, you can also try and uh, forward that text message, which puts it in an uh, editable field, and then you can navigate to the beginning of the link, highlight the link, uh, and then once it's been highlighted, you can uh, change your rotor to uh, edit and select copy. And then once it's on your clipboard, you can just uh, cancel that uh, attempt to forward that thing, go to your Safari and paste the contents of your clipboard in the address bar. Good idea. And, and that should open it. Yeah, that has If you worked. want to do it on your phone. If not, Pete's suggestion of emailing it to yourself, then you can do it on your, you can execute it from a email on your phone or on your computer, either way. Right. Yeah. Good idea, Brad. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right. Very good, gentlemen. Let's see if that uh, can work. You know, there's lots of different ways to do the same thing. That's the beauty of a, of a 
computer and that's the beauty of these calls. All right, we have just a couple of minutes left, I think. Uh, I don't, yeah. I, yes, we have about seven minutes left. Okay. I think we have time for a couple more questions. This is Kenny. Yes, Kenny, go ahead. Is anybody excited about eloquence coming to the iPhone? This is Brad. Yes, Brad, go ahead. No. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I want to know if they're going to get rid of the other voices and just have eloquence or have it tag along with the it's other Brad. voices. Yes, Brad, go ahead. They're going to add it. It's just going to be an additional choice. I mean, it doesn't thrill me. Voice, you know, eloquence is okay. I can use it or not use it. Uh, even on my, my uh, jaws, I don't use it. I use one of the vocalizer expressive voices, but... I'm happy with the voices that Apple provides, but there are a lot of people out there who really like eloquence and they miss it and they would like it. They'd like it on their iPhone. They'd like it on their, you know, Mac Apple device. And I think maybe this will, um, I think it will be a good thing for Apple because it's going to uh, eliminate an objection. Some people have, well, I'd use it if it had eloquence. Well, now you can't complain <laughs> about that anymore. So it's a good thing for Apple, but no, I'm not excited about it. Yeah, this is Kenny. Um, hang on a second. Uh, somebody else was coming in. A, a this female? is Helene. Yes, Helene, yeah. and then Kenny. I, I just, I just would like to know what eloquence is. I don't know what that is. That word. Ah, okay. Uh, Kenny, go ahead. Does Does your comment have to do with the eloquence? All right, I'll I'll go ahead. Uh, eloquence. Um, for those of you who've used uh, screen readers like JAWS for Windows for years and years and years since Windows 98 and so forth, and even Windows 95, they used eloquence for their speech output for JAWS for Windows. And so uh, those of you who have used that screen reader for the longest time, uh, that's what you've used until they came up with the, uh, the expressive voices. And so uh, that is a speech synthesizer that Apple, for some reason, uh, has uh, finally gotten access to or bothered to have it work with iOS. And it's coming with iOS 16. It's just a different speech synthesizer, an older one, uh, more robotic sounding not as human sounding like you can get with the uh, enhanced voices with iOS. Okay, thank you. So this is Marie. Mm -hmm. uh, hang on one second, Marie. Uh, Kenny, did, was your other comment have related to this or is it a different question? Yeah, it was the uh, same um, eloquence. Um, I was gonna explain why I wanted eloquence. Um, the reason why I would like eloquence is because for those of you have an ear for it. You can greatly increase your speed of the speech and uh, and, and still understand it. And, and, and you, if you're new to using eloquence, you might not have an ear for that. But uh, for those, like I said, I've been using JAWS for Windows and other eloquence type speech for years. You can greatly speed up your speech and it still has inflection and so forth, and and, and you'll 
you know, if you have an airport, you can understand it at a greater speed. Mm -hmm. Just uh, as an aside, and then, um, uh, oh, I forget who it was that was going to come in. Marie, Marie. I, it, your comment, uh, Kenny, reminds me, I had a Spanish teacher once who said to someone when he complained that uh, she was speaking too fast, she said, no, you're just listening too slow. <laughs> So anyway, yes, go ahead. Um, uh, Marie. <laughs> Marie, yes. I don't yeah, know why I couldn't I, think of your name. I've used, I've used eloquence for almost 20 years with JAWS, and, and I like it because with, with JAWS, it seems like to me, it pronounces more things correctly, even though it is a little robotic sounding and you get used to that. However, I'm perfectly happy. I like Alex on the iPhone. I mean, I'm and I probably would not switch to Eloquence, except I did hear someone doing a demo and they're not just giving you the Eloquence uh, usual voice, but they're adding uh, like six or seven totally new voices with the Eloquence package for the iPhone. This is some Pete. of them sounded pretty good. Uh huh. Yes, Pete, go ahead. I'm wondering. Um, what are some of the voice names that we expect to hear? I used, I used eloquence. I used Jaws a long time ago. Go ahead. Yes, Marie, Marie go I, ahead. I can't, I can't remember. There was, there was quite a few of them, and it was a really quick demo. And some of them I wouldn't even consider, but there were some of them that actually sounded pretty good. But now how they're going to sound on daily use with the iPhone, that's just, you know, you have to wait and see. But, are we talking about? Paul and things like wait, that. Pete, wait, Pete. I'm wait, sorry. Go, Brad. Uh, go ahead, Pete, and then Brad. Uh, I'm wondering if Paul was one of them. That's one I remember from Jaws. Uh huh. Yes, Brad, go ahead. Yeah, I know what Pete's talking about. Uh, back in the early days of, um, well, Jaws, I used magic a lot. And yes, the when you went to uh, whatever the um, eloquence, there were different voices. I can't remember what the default voice that we use with eloquence that we're all familiar with. Uh, I can't remember what the name, that may be. Uh, what'd you I say, Pete? Is it the name? I can't remember. Yeah. But there were a number Reed, of them. I think. Is it Reed? I'm there were another, there was Biff and another Yeah, Reed, Reed was a real low Yeah, one. Reed, that may be the default, Reed. Yeah. yeah. But there are several of them and I don't Hang know. On. We'll find out one once, at a time, it, once guys. it's released. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Dana, you were going to make a comment. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I kind of but then um I forgive me. I I don't have anything to say. <laughs> okay. Um one other comment I'm going to make real quick and then we're going to turn it over to uh Sandia as we're at the top of the hour. But um uh Apple Viz has a couple of different um podcasts regarding this very thing so if you want to go and uh find out uh what voices are going to be coming to the iphone uh in uh with the next uh upgrade go check out that uh, podcast apple viz podcast because it's uh there's a couple of them i think and they're they're really very informative and there's some very interesting voices in there and with that, I think uh, good, good questions and great comments. Thank you all for your participation for this first hour. 
but don't go away because we have uh, yet one more hour of some interesting stuff coming up that you don't want to miss. So with that, I'd like to turn things back over to Sandhya. All right. Thank you, Terry. And my goodness, lots of good questions. Okay. So now we give everybody who didn't get a chance to say hello the first time. Say who you are and where you're from, please. This is Arlene. Hello, Miss Arlene. Welcome. Thank you. This is Jake from Michigan. Hey, Jake. Welcome. Hello, Angelo in Ottawa. Angelo, welcome. Linda Numble. Tree from Virginia. Linda and Shree, welcome both of you. Pete from Jacksonville. Hello, sir. Hello, ma'am. <laughs> uh, anybody else want to say hello? Hello, say goodbye. David from Houston. Hey, David, welcome. Okay. All right. Last chance. Okay. Thank you for that. And now we're going to cut to the chase. Get ready for our iBug Night at the Virtual Movies, the big reveal. And uh, with those unfathomable clues. That's my new word of the day. Unfathomable. I love it. Okay. So hopefully we will fathom his clues. So with that, we're going to hand it over to the iBug guy himself. iBug guy. Dare I? I was... Born in East LA, man, I was born in East LA. Oh yeah, you're born in East LA. Well, let's see your green card, huh? Green? Yes, yes, yes. I'm here. <laughs> welcome, welcome. We are so fortunate to be here on this very happy celebration of what is today? Fourth of July. Fourth of July. And our it's Independence Day. Independence Day is right. And uh, unfortunately, there's been some tragedy going on in the country, and we hearts go out to the people that are affected by that. But let's get into what we're here for. Did you tell them what we're doing this Friday night? No, I thought I'd let you do that. Okay, Friday, we have another episode of our once a week iBug Night at the Virtual Movies. You can come in starting at uh, whenever, 7.15 to 7.30 p.m. Central Time for the pre-movie social where we have lots of fun of Name that tune, game, songs, and some other stuff. Jokes, uh, jokes. Jokes. Well, some people may debate you whether they're <laughs> jokes, but we have. Hey. There's still, there's still quality control on those jokes. I know that. And other mischief. And so then we follow that with our feature film, which is what we're going to find out at 8 p.m. and stick around after the movie for a lively discussion, critique of the movie, and some trivia. So let's get right into my book. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there at the end? Uh -huh. 
Uh, all, right. all right. All right. Let's see. We've got some great Broke. clues. Reached out to my friend Joy Chestnut to bring us the clues today. <laughs> and we, uh, oh, the rules. We have rules. Say your name. Wait to be recognized before you give me a title of the movie that you think it might be. And one guess per clue. clue. And five guesses per game, except for Shri and Brad, they get only one for the whole game. <laughs> so here we go. Ready. Ready. Where, Joey, where'd you go? There we go, Joey. Clue number one. Our movie this week starts out in the Windy City. Oh, where's my cricket sound effect? Cricket, cricket. This is tree. Tree. Untouchables. Untouchables. Oh, that is a good guess. That starts out in Chicago. But guess what? You are eliminated. On <laughs> the first round, I'm eliminated. I'm waiting for the second round. All right. Go, Pete. No, what is Northern Exposure? Northern Exposure. You guys are really good guessers, but unfortunately not for this week. All right, we're going to move on. I don't think, oh, did I hear a name? I was going to say, isn't that a TV show, not a movie? Northern Exposure was a, you're right, it's a TV show. Okay. But it may have been a movie. Someone yeah, I think it was. Someone quickly go look that up. Move on, on move on. Moving right along, says I the boss. I think it was with John Belushi. Okay. Mm. Yeah, he mountains and sees all the eating uh, hooks Move up with on. people <laughs> we are never uh, going to see uh, that one now okay, okay here we go clue number two two it's about two college grads who could be characters in a woody allen movie if they weren't so sunny Kathy. Kathy. When Harry met Sally. When Harry met Sally. Oh, that's another great guess, Kathy. But you know what? You ding, 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 ding. Kathy has got it this time on clue number two. She's our new oh. of the week. And Joey Chestnut is disappointed. He was hoping you would get through all five clues, but so too bad, too bad, too bad. Okay, here we go. Okay, Johnny, what do we have for our winner this week? Oh, Can't I wait. can't believe. Uh, I'm so happy that Kathy won this prize. So, Kathy, uh -oh. you are going to be the winner of the... I'll have what she's having yeah, dinner yeah. <laughs> at your favorite restaurant. Okay, very the pressure good. Pressure is on. <laughs> okay, all right. Thank you, Kathy, for playing. And there's a sound effect. You were supposed to do the sound effect for that gift. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Here's the sound effect. 
Does she get to pick the guy? <laughs> I hope it's Paul. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. Good job, Kathy. Good job, Mr. McCulloch. Excellent. Thank you. I have a headache. Oh, <laughs> just fake uh, it. Just fake it. Say good night, Mr. McCulloch. <laughs> this is Marie. Yes. Can we hear what the other clues were? <laughs> just for the heck oh my of God, it. No. <laughs> Don't encourage him. Okay. okay. Thank you, Kathy, for sparing us from the rest of the clues. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Goodbye, Mr. McCulloch. Happy Fourth. Good job. Okay, now with that, we are saying goodnight to Mr. McCulloch. I am muting everybody. All right, so here we are going to, we had a little change in plans, so you are stuck with me, Sandhya, for doing the iBug Byte segment, and it's very short and simple, but let's see, well, hopefully somebody can tell me if they can hear this. Oh. Okay. Can y'all hear that? Louder. Uh, now it's not even talking. Maybe this was a bad idea. Okay, we'll try one more time. All right. It's better. Okay. All right. Okay, this is going to be real simple. So, how many of us have been in a text thread and you're like, oh my God, well, they will just stop talking and you want to mute the conversation. Maybe you don't want to leave it entirely, but you want to just get away from them. So, with that, how do you do that quickly? So, you would go, so we're talking about into your you know, nobody on here would be in any of those calls that I'm talking about, those text threads. But, okay, so you go into your messages app, and um, there's these are several of my messages, and uh, nobody should get offended if I pick one of these. Okay, so here's Gail. So, if I, so I, that's a message from her. So, if I, I'm still in the list of messages. So, if I quickly, if I just swipe up, with one finger. That's all I'm doing. Swipe up. Pen. So there, it, the option is to pin the conversation. Maybe I want to always have all my conversations with Gail uh, at the top of my list, and I don't have to go back and look at them. So if this would be good for anybody that you have regular conversations with, family, friend, family members or whatever, friends, uh, colleagues that you definitely don't want to miss their message, so you can pin their conversation at the top. I have, beware though, sometimes I have done that inadvertently. So uh, people that I didn't really want to be at the top, I couldn't find them and then they were stu stuck at the top. So just swiping up. So that's one option. Swipe up again. Activate default. Activate is going to, so it'll, the default is activate. So if, it serves as a double, single finger double tap. So if I were to hit that, it would open that text thread with Gail. And then next, open up next, go up, swipe up one more time. Drag item. Drag item. I, I, think, I think you can reorder the text threads. Like I know that you can do it like within the pin. I think you can move them around, but I don't use that one that much. So I'm not going to talk about that. Swipe up one more time. 
Hide alerts. Hide alerts. That is the one you want. That is your friend if you do not want to hear all the notifications from all these people. So you double tap on that. And Peggy Gail Greenberg muted website. Join our cloud HD. All right. So it says Gail Greenberg muted. So it's telling you, hey, you're not, you know, you know, this is her message or anything you get from her will be muted. So then you're like, hey, you know what? It's not too bad. I'll go ahead and I still want to, you know, be sociable. I'll be nice. And so if you swipe up again, drag item, show alerts, show alerts, that will undo the hide alerts feature. So I'm going to double tap on that. And Gail Greenberg website. Join our cloud. All right. So there's no mute notification. There's no, it's, it's the default is that it's unmuted. It'll tell you if it's muted. So it's a very simple, uh, you know, thing that can really save your sanity. All right. So we're going to unmute. If anybody has questions about that, that was our iBug Bites. Aaron? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. So if I do the hide, alerts or high will that you know i have sound when i get a text will that make the sound go away like if, this, if the thing is going on and on the chain i you will not get i don't know if you'll get like if you have like a ping or a ring yeah. i don't think you'll get that but i no this I is terry yeah go ahead terry yeah i i because i do have uh some e uh text muted you don't get a sound on your phone when a text comes in. Um, I, however, uh, on the watch that I have connected to the phone, I sometimes, but not always, get an indication from my watch that I got a message from that hidden um, text thread. But, and I didn't think you were supposed to, but occasionally I do. All right, thank you, Terry Ann. Okay, Sharon, I hope that helped. Yeah. That is a very good feature. Oh, I love that thank feature. You. Yes, good. All right, thank you. Anybody else wanting to mute your friends? This, this is David. Yes, David. Uh, yeah, what about using that pin feature? Uh, it seems like when you pin someone to the top, then you don't get that indicator that there's a new message it doesn't say you know like one new message or two new message you know when you oh. um, uh, so you could actually potentially miss messages from people who are important to you if you put them on top now that may only be a voiceover i don't know if with uh the you know if that's only a voiceover issue that maybe sighted people can see uh mm. some kind of little symbol that voiceover is not announcing Okay. That's what I've just this that's is what I've noticed. Uh, very this is Terry. Okay, go Terry. Um, I have uh, one person pinned to the top of my messages, and I get alerts every time this person sends me a message. Maybe okay. fix that. So doesn't that. Uh, and I've been doing it that way for several years, and it hasn't seemed to affect it. All right. Very good. Okay. Well, good this luck, David. Go, Brad. I was going to say what's cool about this feature you demoed um, is let's say you're in a group with like a whole bunch of people 
and they're constantly sending stuff. <laughs> oh, family, yeah. mem fa family members, whatever, right? <clears throat> and you have muted alerts and you go through your list of messages because everything's kind of subsided and now you're ready to get rid of it. So you clear that message from your, your list of conversations. The next time somebody pops off a message, it's still muted. It's great. Oh, okay. So you, this is on there. So you're like, you go back and just delete the whole thread or whatever came in. Yeah. All the yeah if you delete the whole thread, then the next time somebody mm. in that same thread uh -huh, uh -huh. Okay. sends a message, you don't get an alert. And okay. unlike some features, it works even if not everybody in the thread is an iMessage user. Okay, so thank it's you. nice. Good. good, good, good. Lots of good things there. Okay, well, anybody else on this? Muting threads. Yes. Okay, and I guess it used to be something else. It used to be much more difficult. I mean, it used to be like leaving a conversation or muting. It was a little more, a little more arduous to get to the you know, where you could get yourself either. You can also leave a conversation, but, but that's not, I, we, we could show that another time, but there is, a, you know, if you completely want to leave it, that's a different thing. So we'll talk about that, but this was strictly muting and unmuting. Okay. Okay. Now, oh, this is dear. Brad again. Yes. Go Brad. Also the, the leave conversation only works if everybody in the conversation is iMessage users. Uh -huh. If only one person is uh uh you know not using iMessage or Android or their iPhone, but they don't have iMessage turned on. You can't leave the conversation. So this is another thing where this muting alerts is great. <laughs> so I should only have iPhone friends. But okay, all right. Thank you, Brad. Okay, so that concludes iBug Bytes. And now we're going to go back to our regularly scheduled program of answering questions. So we really want to give anybody who didn't get a chance the first time around, first hour, if you haven't had a chance to ask a question or make a comment, please go ahead, say your name, and wait to be recognized. Who has a question or a problem? Anybody? Well, we can open it up, even if you did ask a question. Who else? This is Pete. Yes, Pete, go ahead. I just wanted to kind of throw out maybe a caution uh, for those of you who are Facebook users and more specifically Facebook Messenger users. I've been getting a ton of spam messages or, or what maybe I can describe a little bit more precisely as people messaging me under one of my friend's names that are not truly that friend. Oh. So if I'm Brad's friend on Facebook and there were, and we establish a, a thread on Facebook messenger, I'm getting messages like uh, Brad sent a photo attachment or a, an attachment. And I'm finding this from, you know, my true friends and it comes in under their name, but uh, it's not really them. And you can usually tell because they're really just short things like that, like Sanjia sent an attachment or Sanjia sent a picture attachment. I guess they, 
And so it's somebody impersonating, kind of hijacking your name as a Facebook Messenger contact. It's really strange and uh, problematic. Now, I don't know if they're actually stealing your identity and, you know, and causing all kinds of problems. Otherwise, I would imagine they could, but I haven't seen that happen. But I'm getting a lot of those lately. So just a heads up. Elisa? Go ahead, Elisa. Um, I noticed a family member got hacked also through Facebook Messenger and they did steal her they did steal her picture. They they put a picture and it was acting like if it was her, but it wasn't. Okay. Yeah, the the trouble might be that when you when you open the attachment, maybe it does open your you know, more info to them so they could uh, do more nasty things. So. Nikki has a comment. All right, go Nikki. Um, one of the things that I've noticed is when I get a, a request from one of my friends, and I think it's a duplicate or it's a scam, they've taken the photo and they've changed it somehow, either enlarged it so just the face is available, but the photo is not the same. So if you're suspicious about somebody, have somebody who can see it, take a look at it. And if it looks different from the one that you've got, just call them up and say, hey, what's going on? Because that is happening a tremendous amount. I mean, they—I think they've got everybody who's ever been on Facebook at one time or another. Thank okay. you. Okay. Yeah. And this is Pete. Yes. Go. Go ahead, Sandra. You're going to say something. I was just going to say, um, yeah, we we we've all seen this pattern, and you know, it's like you are you're already friends, and you know, Randy's trying to make you know ask you to be a friend, so just disregard it. I mean, pretty much, you can right. assume it's a hack. Okay. Go ahead, Pete. What What I usually do in lieu of uh, responding to them on and, and opening the attachment on Facebook Messenger is I'll go over to my messages app and send them a text uh, because you know I've got their phone number more likely more often than not because um, that might be one of their credentials on Facebook Messenger so I'll text them and just say hey did you or I'll even go back to Facebook and I'll find one of their posts and go in and make a comment and said hey I got a an attachment from you over on Facebook Messenger. Did did you really? Okay. And, yeah. Uh, more good often too. than not, they say no. I didn't send you anything. Yeah. All right. Very good. Just be careful. Yeah. Yes. Be careful. All right. Who's next? New question. New comment. New problem. Anybody else? Dana. Dana, go for it. Well, um. This question probably should be would be better Sunday, but um, since it's game day, but I'm going to ask tonight anyway. Um, does anybody have any recommendations on a and an accessible chess game for the iPhone? Ooh. All right. I had one, but I forget what the name of it was. Okay, yeah, I do. Okay, anybody else have any recommendations for an accessible chess game? Okay, I. All right, I will take that one. I believe I did a demo of something called Shredder. I think I don't know if it's still there, but uh, it's been a while. But you can look for Shredder, Dana. It was pretty. Okay. I mean, I'm no really great chess player, but it did tell yeah. you where everything is, and it was pretty. Pretty cool. Me this either. is Terry. Okay, go ahead, Terry. 
I don't have an answer to your question specifically, but I know that in um, Apple Viz, they have a whole listing of, of games. And so you could go there and see if they've got uh, suggestions for chess games in there. Okay, yeah, thanks. All right, Listen, I heard Jody. somebody else. Yeah, go Jody. Yeah, you can also hear the fireworks going off in the neighborhood. Um, I'm, I haven't played recently, but Chess Wise used to be accessible. Okay. W I Chess Wise? W-I-S-E? I think so, yes. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Go for it, Dana. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right. Who's next? New question, new comment. Lisa. Okay, go. So I was on Zoom with you guys, and it kicked me out, and it said that something about Zoom was... I needed to report a problem, so I reported it. Has did anybody see that with the mobile app recently? Okay, anybody problems with Zoom getting kicked out? I guess not. Nobody's saying anything. I'm sorry that happened. Well, hopefully, it's all working now. Okay, thank you, Elisa. Okay, who's next? New question. Problem. Pete. Pete, go. Uh, a tip over on on uh, YouTube, the uh, iOS YouTube app. Um, the iBug channel is really cool. It's got all the, uh, I think, all of the podcasts over there uh, uploaded to the YouTube video um, channel. And um, the is it an iBug Today channel? I think that's the name of it. Right. But one yes. one thing I did, I was interested in Mac because I went to the Mac and Talk. I, I called in on that last week and uh, learned a ton. And um, what's her name? Chanel. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Chanel said that her uh, training classes, her uh, all of the uh, individual lessons in the weekly lessons from the training class that she did last fall uh, are uploaded to that channel. So I went and I, I searched for iBug Today uh, Mac training class, and I got a, a complete listing of all of the Mac-related um, sessions, recordings, the Mac and all the Mac and talks, all the individual training classes by date, you know, starting with September 4th, September 11th, that kind of thing. Uh, and then I, I shared um, that playlist. It came up as a playlist. Right. There's shared that to myself. And so anytime I want to take or listen to the next lesson, say on mail or on Safari or on file management or whatever it happens to be, I just uh, go to my playlist and that I sent to myself in an email and tap on it. And it takes me right to the video. Very convenient and um, really good stuff. All right. Thank you. And uh, just to elaborate on what Pete was saying. So we have separate playlists. The Buzz has a playlist. The Cafe has a playlist. Android Insight has a playlist. Uh, the Workshop has a playlist. So there are about five uh, categories in Macintosh. So uh, just like what Pete said, you can go through and, you know, listen to all of them or if you subscribe to the channel, then you'll get notified when new ones get uploaded. So, all right. Thank you. So there you go. That's a good way to review uh, the recordings. 
All right, who's next? Thank you, Pete. New question? Love to hear from you. Let's see. All right, anybody? Okay, well, I will. This is Trey. Go ahead, Trey. I was wondering if anyone else has noticed that voiceover is randomly stopping. Like it would just stop running. Okay, anybody noticing randomly stopping voiceover? This is Ned. Ned. Yes, I've noticed lately when I'm using voiceover, it'll just stop. So then I wait and then it starts to continue again, but I've had that issue happen to me. Okay, any workarounds or just wait till iOS 16, I guess, you know. This All is right. Brad. Brad. I've had some issues, particularly after a phone call. Sometimes voiceover doesn't talk. I found that I can number one, either just lock the phone and then unlock it. And that usually restores it. Or the other thing is to <clears throat> use Siri and ask Siri to turn off voiceover and then repeat asking Siri to turn voiceover on. And it usually clears it up. Okay. Thank you, Brad. All right. Who's next? Somebody new? New peeps that want to have a question? Just there. Anybody? Old peeps? New peeps? Anybody? This Arlene. is Ned. Okay, hang on, Ned. Let's go let Miss Arlene go, and then we'll come back to you. Go ahead, Miss Arlene. I was wondering how to keep my iBug emails from going to spam. And this They're has not happened. Going to spam, Miss Arlene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. How dare they go to spam? I All right. know. <laughs> okay. And I keep pulling them back, thinking, you know, to train it to put it in my regular email, uh -huh, but uh -huh. that doesn't work. So how, how do you stop that? That is a great question, and I have no idea. This Anybody? Brad. Brad, go for it. Yeah, usually the, what's going on is there's something happening on your email provider's um, server, email server, and it, it's getting put in spam before it even reaches your phone. Uh, I don't know who your email provider is, but I'm sure they have a web-based access, and I recommend you, uh, when you find them in your spam folder, you leave them there, you log on to your email provider's web-based access, go to your spam folder, you usually are able to mark the item and then there's usually a button or an option somewhere that says not spam. And when you do it that way, it, it, it gets recorded in your, the database on your email provider server. The, hey, this is a good email. Don't put it in spam. Um, likewise, if you keep getting email from, you know, spammers in your inbox, you can do the reverse, go to your inbox and select it and mark it as spam you know, doing all this on the web base. And that should clear it up before it even reaches your, your, I, I assume you're talking about your iPhone's mail client. So it should okay. fix it before it even gets to your phone. So this is the follow-up for Arlene. Um, she just has to do one, right? Not, she doesn't have to go do all of them, right? Correct. If, okay. if, if the problem is iBug, 
and they're all coming from the same email address. Um, yeah, going to spam and just picking one of them. Of course, if you've got several of them in there, I would go ahead, just select them all and then click not spam. And that's, that should take care of, you know, moving all of those out of there. And okay. hopefully, you know, that'll fix it. But, you know, this is not a perfect science. So, so okay, go ahead, Bree. Can I add that Gmail is one of the most notorious for sending things to spam and really difficult to get it out of that spam folder. And you definitely have to go to their website to do it. It will not work on your desktop client. This is Pete. Okay, Pete. Could you uh, create a contact in your contacts app for it and uh, put the this email is, there? As, this, this, as, is, this is Brad. Brad. Uh, again, that doesn't address the fact that the problem is happening on the email provider's email server. And all those things, creating a contact, all that is on your device and your email client unless of course you know your contacts are in gmail um if if mm -hmm. gmail is your email provider just as an right. example but uh, again usually they these things are on your device so um again going to the going to the web-based access and marking it when it's in the spam folder as not spam usually should take mm -hmm. care of it and this is sunday so even if she were to uh, create a V say iBug was a VIP, it still wouldn't matter because what you're saying is it's happening at the server level or, uh, yeah, before it all, even gets all, to your yes, bug. Correct. Okay. All that stuff happens right. on your device or in your email client on, on your device. And, okay. you know, so this is Pete. Okay. Darren. Okay. Go Pete. So just to clarify, Brad, so you'd go to gmail.com and go to your email um, account there. And there's a, a, spam folders and all the different folders so you go into the spam find the email select it or them and then there is an option that says not spam yes this is brad gotcha. yes there should be but as marie pointed out gmail has a, a history of being problematic it kind of uh, has a mind of its own i use at&t yahoo for my primary uh, it's not perfect either but I find that that's usually what I have to do. I mean, I'll have something end up in spam that I've been getting email from somebody or uh, whatever it is, email it for years and year. All of a sudden now, you know, it's in the spam folder and not all of them, just some of them. Hmm. So, you know, I'm not sure what their algorithm is. Is it looking yeah. at the subject line? Is it looking at the sender? But, and I hate the AT&T Yahoo website. I, We'll use Ira for that because like it's accessible, but I'll spend 20, 30 minutes navigating the thing in a frustrating mm -hmm. attempt to get done what I need to do, but I'll get it set up and Ira can do it for me in under a minute. So All right. Let's cool. go to Miss Sharon. Yes, Miss Sharon. So go just ahead. To, just to clarify, going into my junk folder on my phone in my email and moving it from junk to inbox isn't going to do anything for me. This is Brad. Brad. Usually not. This okay. is Arlene. All right, Miss Arlene, go ahead. That doesn't do anything. I do that on a daily basis with iBug, and it's it won't do it on its own. All right, so you're gonna have to go not in the app, go to the web-based uh, app, you know, part, and then try to do what Brad said. Okay, and hope that all okay. Help. All right, Thank you. and this. Okay, so now we go back to Ned. Ned, are you still there? Yes. Um, Go ahead. 
this question may be answered in the game upcoming um, <laughs> meeting. Okay, but go ahead. Is there an accessible version of Wordle? Oh out my there? goodness! Did he just say Wordle, Terryan? Did he say Wordle? Oh my goodness! Yes, Ned. Yes, there, <laughs> there is. There's some demos out there, and I don't want to put the cat out of the bag, but come on Sunday, and you will find out. Okay? Great, thank you so much. Yes, uh, sir. I'm so excited too. Okay, good job, Ned. All right. All right, all right, all right. Okay, I had a quick question. Um, in email, when you're in an email and at the bottom, you know, you select your email. I'm always deleting email. That's all I do. So I'm deleting, deleting, deleting. I mean, selecting. I select them all first and then I want to delete. Uh, and it would say trash. Before, at the bottom, you would swipe a few times from the very right corner and it would say trash. Now my trash is no longer there and it says archive and I don't want to archive it so then I'm now having to pick move and then choose a folder what happened to my uh, trash you know option anybody this is Brad Brad you're using Gmail aren't you no I'm using my no? my regular native mail app no 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 but Gmail is your mail provider your One, email address I mean I have some okay. others yeah, that's an e that's a Gmail thing. They want to archive oh. your trash. What you can do is go into settings, go to mail, select a mail account. Uh, if it's, you know, maybe you've got Gmail, maybe you've got Outlook.com, maybe you're like me and you have uh, ATTIO. Go in there and you can select mailbox behavior for each account. And you can designate where you want your trash to go. You can designate some mm -hmm. other options in there. But that's uh, what I'm thinking. I'd have to look actually yeah, at your phone, just see what's going on. But suddenly disappeared. It. it was. It's been there until like about two weeks ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. Who's next with the new questions? Are we new? Have a turn. Go, Pete. I wanted to comment on your question. Are you, are you doing that method where you go to the edit and then select, even if you just want to delete one email? Oh, it's usually not one email that I want to. There's always so much garbage in my inbox. Yeah, so, but you're yeah. familiar with the flick, flick down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. Yeah, or, yeah. or flick okay. up either way. Flick up. Same. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. All right. Who's next? Anybody else? Question? Problem? This is Greg. Greg. Greg, you woke up, Greg. Hi, Greg. I did. It was a good nap. I know. I bet it was. Okay, go ahead. Thing for us. Okay. So in the, I will. So in the uh, contacts app, uh, at the top left is a groups icon. And I have half a dozen or so groups that I had set up some time ago. And my understanding is I cannot edit or create a group on my iPhone. I have to go to iCloud.com and set the group up or edit any existing groups. Does I tried to do that on the PC and it, to going to iCloud.com and that was a nightmare. Uh, but does anybody have any experience uh, going to iCloud.com and using uh, and editing or creating groups uh, on using the phone to go to iCloud.com. Oh, what a great question. Anybody? 
want to chime in on that? People that this haven't had Terry? a turn. Okay, go ahead, Terry. Oh, I, yeah, I, go ahead, go on, go on. Um, I am am having that same difficulty, and I get uh, and even if I have a group email that I've or um or a text that I've generated by hand, um, if I try to go back into groups. It gives me, it wants me to go to either iCloud.com or gmail.com, but I can't even access that group that I supposedly already have set up on my iPhone. And so I, I think it's a related problem um, to your question, Greg. So thank you for bringing that up again. Okay. Anybody else? Jody. Jody. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, somebody mentioned an app called ABC Groups, and I've downloaded it. I haven't actually set it up yet, but apparently you can set groups up using your contacts in that app. It's called ABC App Groups. This is Greg. Greg? Yeah, I was debating whether to get the, I think Sandia or somebody presented the Card Hop app, and I was debating whether to get that, or but I wanted to try doing it through iCloud.com first to see if I could make that work. Yes, uh, this is sad. Yeah, so both of those apps, it seems to me that, I don't know how it defines, I mean, you have different groups, like it's based on all your Yahoo contacts or all your Gmail, con or, you know, all your Google contacts or I, so I, I, I've never created, to answer your question, I've never created a group. Um, uh, and I'm still working with those two apps. I've already checked out. And so hopefully in our future, we will have that ABC things coming up. All right. Thank you, Jody. And good question, Greg. Anybody else? Comments this, about iCloud? Go, Marie. This, Marie. I'm sorry. It's not about iCloud. Can I go back just a second to yes. the uh, mail uh, behavior? If you go into your account settings spread, there's an advanced category. You have to click on that to get to the uh, mailbox behaviors. And by the way, on that setting, there is a done button you have to click to make it stick. Oh. That's okay. not always present in settings, but it is in that one. Okay. Thank you, Marie. Good job. All right. Who's next? Lots of stuff with mail. Tell you. Anybody else? Alisa? Alisa, go. So when I'm on my Facebook, I'm looking for certain groups. They seem like they disappear. I have to do a search. Has anybody seen that with the groups? On on what, where? In your mail? On the groups that, on the groups page of your Facebook. I, I try oh, to on find Facebook. Okay. Uh -huh. And then the group, it disappears and I can't find it. I have to do a search for it. Okay, any thoughts? If anybody have any help for Elisa with groups disappearing in Facebook? This is Pete. Pete? You know, I was just playing in the groups. I have the groups set up as a tab at the bottom of the screen. And then I will go to the top and flick down. Uh, and there's several groupings of groups, if you understand what I mean there. The, like it, the, the first um, section will list six or eight groups, for example, and then it'll um, transition lower down that page 
to a, a different kind of a format. But there's a button there, Elisa, that says um, for all groups, press eight or click 18, I think it says. You remember seeing that one? And that, if you just single finger double tap, that I, it seems to open up a complete list of all your groups. So some of them are hidden, maybe because they haven't been really active. Although I was looking for the iBug group uh, and it was not in that top list. I thought that was the most active ones, but apparently not because I've been on iBug a couple of times earlier today. That's so, what I, look, I thought. This is Elisa. That's what I thought too, that it was active, but it's not. I, look okay. for the button that says for all groups, click 18, one eight, the number 18. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. try that. Thank you, Pete. Yeah, and uh, I would also, did you try, I mean, like Pete said, there's several divisions, there's your groups, right. and then there's like, then there's something like for you. I mean, there's like all these right. weird little designations that I never, groups. Yeah. never quite understood what the difference was, but you can also, Elisa, did you pin the group that you were looking for already? Because if you pin it, it will appear at the top. And so I would definitely encourage just you could do that. And then, yes, go ahead. No, I haven't pinned because I don't yeah. know how to pin the group. Yes. And I would um, just encourage people. We did a detailed review of Facebook for the last cafe in May. It's, uh, May? Yes, May. May? June. June. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. In June cafe and lots of detail about that. So check it out. Okay. Thank you, Elisa. Who's next? New question. Who's Jody? No, oh, Jody. So getting back to mail, well, when I archive a message, does that go into my trash? And do I, if I delete all my trash, will that empty out all the archive messages? All right. Who'd like to help Jody? Archive Brad, go. Are you a Gmail user? Yes. Okay. And usually I know a thing when you send your trash to archive, no, it it that's just it. That's the nature of our it's it's like there forever. I mean you can actually go, I suppose, to the archive archive folder and clean it out, but no, it's like you've decided you want to save all your trash forever. Your hoarder. <laughs> and the hoarder. Oh. Archive, archive. Yes, well, let's fill up my archive. mailbox then. Uh, you know, it's on the Gmail server, so it's really Gmail's problem. So I don't know what your total capacity of your mail account is. I mean, each individual email is pretty small, unless they've got, you know, big attachments. They're pretty small, but that's what Gmail does. And then you've also got this all mail folder where every email you've ever had on your email account since the beginning of your account is there. So, uh, I mean, I, I guess Gmail, Google's not worried about storage space on their servers because. Okay, this is know. Jody. I thought if I cleaned out my inbox and cleaned out my trash that I'd, but I guess I'd, there's still other stuff. This is Brad. Brad. If, if, if your trash is going to archive, it's not being emptied. Uh. It's being saved forever. And oh, like I said, if you go online, you may find there's an all mail folder and that should have everything in it too. I don't know what the difference in all mail and archive is, but it seems kind of redundant to have okay. both. But this is, this is Jody. If you use the Gmail app, does, does that give you the option of cleaning out your archive stuff? I use the, I just use the mail. 
This is Brad. Uh, it's just another male client. I don't think so. It, okay. I mean, if you've if you've set up Gmail in your iPhone's Apple Mail app, yeah, um, it should be. You know, it's connecting through. G, Gmail is using an is probably using an IMAP server. They give you the opportunity to use both, but by default, unless you tell it otherwise, it's going to set up a, you as, as an IMAP access. And so, really, what you're doing is you're looking your your mail client is actually a reflection of what is on the your email provider service when you're using IMAP, and the Gmail mail app that you can get from the app store is just another mail client another mail program okay you know Thank it you. works a little different there's some you know little things it does but it's basically the same kind of thing what is this jody what's the difference between imap and pop three or whatever um this is brad right. imap god i can't remember what it stands for internet yeah. message something protocol i cannot remember what it but pop is post office protocol pop is older what POP does oh, okay, is okay. it downloads a copy of your mail to your device. Now, you can have it set up to leave a copy on the server. Um, but really, if what you want to do is access your mail account from more than one device, let's say you've got an iPhone, iPad, you've got a desktop computer of some form or another, and you want to get your mail on all of those. So you're looking at your inbox, Okay. You see an email from whoever, and now you've read it and you want to delete it and send it to the trash. Well, when you do that on one device with IMAP, it happens on all your devices. Whereas on POP, because each one has downloaded, even if you keep a copy on the server, you download it to your iPhone, for example, and it's also you set up on your iPad and your desktop computer, you'll have to delete that email three different times from each device that's using pop, whereas IMAP is one and done. All right, okay, thank, thank you. you, Brad. Okay. This is Terry. Go, Terry. Um, I have to say, I, I still use POP3, and I'm glad that I don't have IMAP because there have been times when I've deleted something and I'm thinking I won't have to use it again, but then I discover later on I need to refer back to it and I can go to another device and find it. So I've not switched over to IMAP. And I don't know with my, I have, um, well, I have Outlook, but my, my email client is uh, Earthlink. I don't know if I can switch what I have from from. POP to IMAP anyway, but just for Gee, the right. whatever it's the worth department. I'm oh. glad I didn't do it yet. Okay. Thank you, Terry. Brad, go. We'll move it yeah, on. Just, just, just to clarify, Earthlink would be your email provider. And yes. Outlook is a program on your computer. So that's, we call that an email. Um, that's a client. A client receives services from a server. Correct. server yep. provides services so your outlook is a client i said it the wrong way thank that's you that's okay yes Not a, yeah just All terminology right. i yes. knew that okay <laughs> moving on who's got a new question new problem somebody hasn't had a turn thomas and grand junction hey thomas where have you been go ahead doing good i uh actually i have a, a question then a comment 
My question is this, uh, I started using the DuckDuckGo browser app, but whenever I open it, the address field remains as it was when I went to the last website instead of being blank and you can't just type in it. And I'm wondering how I can get that so that the, when I open it, the address field is empty. And then my comment is this, that um, the Envision app, which is a reading app and so forth, is going to become free in mid-July for everybody. So I just thought I'd throw that out there that uh, they oh, sent me an email wow. the other day and said that because uh, it, it was a subscription-based program or app and uh, now it's going to be free for everybody starting in mid-July. So I'll throw that out there. I'm done oh. speaking. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas. Yes, I was one of those that purchased it, but that's all good. You know, it helps the R&D department, so that's what it's all about. But okay, uh, question, anybody use DuckDuckGo on here? Clear the address field and the URL field. Nobody, anybody? All right, no dice. Okay, Thomas, we'll have to put that on the homework list, or if you find out, let us know. Sorry to say. Okay, or I'll just keep holding the delete key down. That's what I have to do is just hold the delete key. <laughs> it erases everything. This is Pete. Some of them addresses are long. Oh my goodness. Okay, Pete, go. Thomas, are you are you using it on your phone or did you say on your desktop? No, this is on my phone. You know, because I found the same in Safari, the uh, previous uh, URL uh, addresses in that field. And all I do is hit the delete button once and it disappears. Yeah, I the whole tried thing. that and it, and it only goes letter by letter. So, huh. yeah, it's just, uh, I'll, I'll figure it out. And when I do, I'll come back and tell everybody how to, how to use it without the oh, address. Okay. <laughs> and I have a kind of a related question. Um, uh, I think Sri has talked about this, like when you're trying to delete text and you just hold, you double tap and hold, single finger double tap and hold, and then it just continually just keeps going back until the beginning, hopefully, and, you know, erases whatever maybe you were texting or whatever. But I was trying to use that the other day and it just kept pausing. Was it, you know, I, does anybody know why or was I not holding it? properly or i mean i thought i was holding it down and it would just it's brad brad in a text message you want to make sure your your insertion point your cursor whatever you want to call it is at the end yeah sometimes yep. you, sometimes these things may be in the middle but right if it's yeah. really long yeah i mean you know you might have without realizing it let some of the pressure off your finger and that's mm. why it popped stop i don't know because i use it this is true i find that even on a long message it'll work Okay, Shri. There he is, the man with the answer. Yeah, why yeah. it's pausing is because you have a recipient's name on that text message. So if you could see it, that text message has, um, you know, you know how you can do notification for text message. Yeah. So someone who could see it, they don't. Shri, where'd you go? Let's say you. You faded out a minute ago. Okay, say it again. Whoa. So what I was saying is. Uh, what what's happening is you have a recipient's name in that text message, okay. and if you could see the recipient's name, uh -huh. it's actually in a different color and it's underlined. And what that means is that name is assigned to uh, be notified. Uh -huh. And so when you're deleting it, 
it stops at the name and you think, oh, it's paused, but it's actually deleting, but it's deleting that name really slow because oh. you can, you'll actually hear it go dot, 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 dot. And if you can see it, it's actually deleting it, but it's not deleting it at the, the same speed as you were hitting the delete button and hold. Okay. Where it's rapidly deleting. But once you get to a once you get to a username or a person's name, it'll slow it down. Okay. That's what somebody to, visually this is told. Terry. Me. I'll have to go try that out because I don't remember. I thought it was just pure text. Okay, Brad and then Terry, go. Sure, would that be the same as when I hear my phone say a mention? That's someone's name uh, I don't is know if in, it's in mentioned. Yeah, it might be mentioned. Yeah, your name yeah, is mentioned. Mench. That's correct. Okay, that's it. It's mentioned. Okay, mention, interesting. Right. I never noticed that. All right, Terry Ann, go. Um, I can tell you that it works on one of my phones, but it doesn't work on the other phone. And it's because of something I have to go in settings and change in order to make it work. And I never remember to do it. And I got to remember where it is in settings that I have to go to fix it. Okay. But if you don't have it set, your phone set correctly, it won't work. All right. This is Pete. Pete. So, so I'm trying to understand this mention scenario. How does that get there? Does Do either of you know, Sri or Brad? Because I'll see a beginning after I've sent the message, it will read, you know, possibly Sri Roy at the beginning. Is that what you mean? Yes. That's this right. is Sri. Yeah, Sri, go. That is correct. Yeah, so when you text a message, it'll say, like, for example, if I send a send message to Sandia, if I mention Sandia's name three times, it'll say Sandia three times was mentioned. Uh, and every time that you're deleting where, and every time you're deleting where her name is, it just kind of pauses, but visually it's still deleting, but it's deleting really slow. So you so think you, the deletion stopped, but it doesn't. This is Pete. Pete. So it's where you've mentioned, you've used the name in the body of the text. That is correct. Okay, cool. That's why Thanks. I was going to ask you, Sonia, when you were deleting, please let me know if there was a name that was in the text message. Yeah, I'll that have would... to go back and I don't, I just remember. I'll have to go back and try it again. Okay. Cool. And this is Tree. Go. If yes. the name is not mentioned, it will delete right away. But if the name is mentioned, it pauses, it's, or it's not pausing, it's just deleting really slow. Oh, it's painful. And I was like, that Tree. That Shri said it would delete all the way to the beginning. You know, so <laughs> this off. is Shri. Yes. Uh, one of the way that I also delete is when I hit the delete button, I'll do a one finger triple tap and it will automatically delete the word. Mm. Or it'll so, try to delete that entire word. I mean, I know there's another, the other option is to do text selection and select all and then delete it that way. But that's yep. a, more of a pain in the neck so you know okay all right okay we are or out of you could, time yes brad tree go no i was just gonna say you know you could also do the if you want to be lazy you can always do the pinch in and pinch out when the cursor's at some point like if it's at the end you could just do the pinch technique to select the whole thing instead of doing text selection Okay, we'll have to talk about that one day because I don't know how to do the pinch gesture, okay? But All none right. of us in this group All are right. lazy. No okay. way. Okay, so thank you, Terry Ann, for helping me facilitate tonight. You're welcome. All right, and so real quick recap, recap, recap. Okay, so today is iBugBuzz. Tomorrow is MacBuzz on the Clubhouse app from 5 to 6 Central Time. Thursday is Trekkie Talk, watching episodes 23 and 20, 22 and 23 of 
Next Generation Season 4, then episode, and then on Fridays, I'm back at the virtual movies. We're watching When Harry Met Sally, one of the famous rom-coms, so definitely come and uh, watch that with us. You know, people are saying, all oh, your movies are so dark and sad. So, okay, well, here we go. We have something fun. Come <laughs> and watch it with us. Yeah. Then on Sunday, 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 we have iBug Cafe and we're going to be watching the summer games. And yes, Ned and others, we will be talking about possibly, I mean, I don't want to, you know, it'll come, come have fun. We might be talking about Wordle and other cool apps out there and how we can play them and have fun. All right. So let's see what else. Tune in to find out. Four (laughs) o'clock central time on Zoom. Four o'clock central on Zoom. Okay. And with that, we wish everybody happy 4th of July. Thank you for spending your evening with us. And uh, we hope you enjoyed your program today. And we will say goodnight. And here's a trivia question. Does anybody know... This is a 4th of July question, sort of. Okay, do you remember? There there, there are the lyrics to this song, (laughs) but they go to a real uh, patriotic song. And they go, be kind to your web-footed friends. Does anybody remember that song? Yeah, George Cohen. It's, um, what's it called? That's not the real words. I know that, but that's all the words I can Yankee Doodle Dandy, I believe. No, it's, anybody else? Ned, go, Ned. It's a George Cohen song. Stars and Stripes by Stripes. There you go, Ned. You tell him, Stars and Stripes. (laughs) Way to go. All right. Now we want to know what was the box office. No, stop. (laughs) That's Friday. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. And I'm sorry I had to sing to you on 4th of July, but there we go. All right. Good night. Happy Independence Day, everybody. Independence Day. What's a rom-com? Happy birthday, America.